hey, thanks for hanging out. I'm Rachelle Leanne, and you're listening to Thoughts About That. So today I'm doing a solo episode. You'll have to let me know how I do. Um, I can already tell that it is definitely different than doing one with a guest. So today I'm going to be talking about one and done parenting and safe foods. I post a lot about how my child is an only child and he thrives off of connection and he asks for siblings more often than I would like. And so I express like what it feels like to have an only child, especially when the child is a kid who wants siblings. And I've already made the decision that I'm done. Um, Some people really can't handle that, by the way, thinking about how um, that's not okay. (laughs) Uh, I had a terrible pregnancy. Oh, my gosh. It was awful. And, like, why would I go through that again? Um, I think there's this, like, facade or, I don't know, like, part about social media where everything is about a gender reveal, which those don't even make sense, but that's for another day. Um, Maternity pictures and water home births. And that's not the case for everybody. I had a terrible pregnancy. It was beautiful, but I was done being pregnant like month three. And I had this thing called symphysis pubic dysfunction where the the muscles relaxed too much. And so just moving my legs was so difficult. And I remember going to my OBGYN and she would just be like, oh, those are growing pains. I'm like, woman, no, it's not. I have something going on. Like I was wearing this $80 belly bandit and yeah, it helped, but it helped only with my stomach and not with me actually walking. So like just putting my foot from the accelerator to the brake was painful. Okay. And she tried to tell me that it was just growing pains. No. So one day I went to Pilates and I'm so thankful for this woman, uh, Layla Pepper, if you're listening to this, thank you, <laughs> because you helped me feel and know that I wasn't crazy. Um, she had recognized that over the course of a few weeks of me coming to Pilates, that the exercises were getting progressively harder and I guess some of the, you know, things that I was complaining about or felt painful, she just straight up was like, hey, the things that you're experiencing sounds a lot like what my sister experienced. She was like, it's called symphysis pubic dysfunction. Go look it up. And oh, my God, I found a Facebook group and yeah, my OB was fully gaslighting me. So I, um, that made me feel better that I wasn't alone, but 
just that's just yeah it's one of those things where it's like finally I'm heard you know um so that's reason one out of like 30 of why I'm one and done you know and did I grieve it I did I did I did grieve it um because I wanted to be able to have another kid I don't want my son to be like an only child and you know, I asked my partner what his, you know, biggest challenge was when it came to um, being a parent of an only child. And he was like, because, you know, we're his playmates. Like he doesn't have anybody else to help keep him entertained. Um, I did make a TikTok about it because my kid is like me. Like he's like, put book back down, boom, when are we, like, who can I play with? Like, who can do a play date? Um, which is exactly how I was. I would just, like, knock on the door of all of my friends to see who could come outside when I got off the school bus. And it was because I had such a big age gap with my siblings that when I was in elementary, they were already out of the house. Um, they had already like moved out and started their life. So, you know, I definitely can empathize with my son. Um, it does make me feel some guilt, but again, back to the terrible pregnancy, um, I just, I wouldn't do it again. Also, I found out that I had lupus when I was pregnant and Basically, my pregnancy was a whole flare-up. So if you are one and done when it comes to parenting, do not feel alone because it is okay. Just like people who want to be, like, choose to be childless childless, and not have a kid at all, like, that's their thing. Um, let them be. You can be and live a fulfilled life without children. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like one and done parenting, Facebook groups helped me get through it. Um, and, and when I told my husband, he, you know, I just went up to him and I, he had just gotten out of the shower and I was like, Hey, I don't want to have another child. Like, not only the state of the world and whatever, but like, can we just like acknowledge how hard that shit was? And he respected my mind and, you know, we kind of grieved together about it, but it wasn't like any pushback, you know? And so I'm thankful for that. Thank you, babe, if you're listening to this. Um... So, yeah, it was hard. I wasn't able to work. I, I couldn't even work. I couldn't even work. Like, I was in that much pain that I could not work. That's not talking about nausea all day. And um, that's not talking about, like, any depression during pregnancy and anxiety during pregnancy. And a whole C-section. Like, I was cut open. And then <laughs> on top of that, my kid had to be metaflighted to Children's Hospital the moment he came out because 
he was born and went an unknown amount of time without oxygen. Who would want to try that again? And I just feel like, can we just make it a thing where you just don't ask people or tell people it's time for a playmate? Because having children is it's hard. <laughs> um, n- not everybody has like this beautiful pregnancy and toddlerhood and infancy. Like it's just, it's just not reality. Um, and a lot of people feel alone about that feeling or feel selfish. And it's like, no, no. I remember actually, y'all, while I'm thinking about it, this was after I told told my husband and kind of shared my thoughts about it. Like, hey, this is it. Like, I'm good. I had went to, like a few months later, went to my son's football game. And, you know, the first practice, the first game, like everybody's there. And, you know, throughout the season, practices get a little, you know, sparse like not as many people show up and things like that because we have other things that we have to do even though this is important obviously coming to your child's game going to your child's game is important right so I'm there and we're standing up we don't have chairs we're new to this I didn't know I didn't think oh let me go buy a chair I didn't even think of that um but there was this mom who walked up and she was just like standing there for a few minutes and like a few minutes later she was like all right kid um I'm going to your brother's game I'll see you when I come and pick you up and I was like wow you know I didn't even think about when you have more than one child which some people are just built that way that you have to split up your time between children you know and whereas my kid he gets all of me that I have to give right I also try to teach him like mommy is not the only one that fills your cup you have different friends and um you know your Gigi and and things like that so because to be honest raising a kid is not how it used to be like kids just don't be outside playing like we have to fully schedule play dates and like make friends with the mom or the parent of the kid that's a friend of your child, like it's a whole shebang. And I wasn't ready. Like I was not ready. I just wasn't. But really on top of that, so having my kid and living with him has definitely made me realize that I am on the spectrum. Like without a shadow of a doubt, I am. And I'm thankful for that because it probably would have taken me longer to figure that out. Um, But it's like if I knew before, I probably wouldn't have tried to have a baby. Oh, that sounds terrible. And if you are judging, please don't. Okay, like this is a safe space. But really, I mean, I didn't realize like how hard it would be. Um, I mean, there's everything from which I think which is the main one and that sensory overload. Like talking nonstop, you know, asking questions and it feels like Russian roulette because it's just like coming at me, like all the questions back to back to back. I've even had to like put Alexa 
in front of him. And so I'm how to use them, but like, okay, son, ask Alexa the questions you have. Because he'll come up to me and be like, what does a panda eat? And I'm like, no, son. And he's not at the age where he can like type and, you know, yet, which once he does that, like he'll be Googling all the stuff, all the questions. But, you know, Alexa helped. But then when he gets stuck, he calls me back. It's just like this ongoing, never-ending responsibility of someone else. That's the feeling. That's the feeling. It's just like this ongoing, must-have responsibility over someone else that, like, you don't get to have, like, days where you're just, like, I'm going to lay here and do nothing because there's somebody that's relying on you. And when you think about it, it really can just like be anxiety inducing because you're like, holy shit, I've got to take care of this person and not only take care of them, but all the time, like all the time, 24, seven, like that's it. Um, But it has helped me a lot in my self-discovery as a woman, as a black woman, um, having a black son. So I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I have this beautiful human, which it scares the crap out of me. But I'm thankful of all of the things that I'm learning in the like sweet times that I get to have with him. But I'd be gaslighting myself if I didn't say, you know, I probably wouldn't have done this if I knew what it was going to be like, (laughs) you know? Um, so sensory overload, hmm, what does that look like? And you can tell me if you experience sensory overload. There's a lot of memes about it. Um, (laughs) there's a lot of memes about it. Um, I'll see if I can share one on my social, but it just feels like, like I've told my therapist, like, I feel like I'm vibrating on the inside, like kind of when you like hit a bell, like, like, like my whole body is like that bell. And it's just like, like vibrating on the inside. And it can, you know, I can get really overloaded to where I literally just have to separate from him and like go in a closet. (laughs) I just posted a picture the other day. It was actually from a a couple years ago. But when I went in the class, when I went in the closet to get some space and he came in there and it made me think about um, that movie where she's like, don't leave me. I'll find you. Like he fully found me. (laughs) He, He was coming in there and he did not know that I needed space because, yeah. So Sensory overload, asking questions, sound like we are a headphone household. I'd be like, look, it's headphone time. My partner has headphones for Call of Duty and GC5, and my son has it for his iPad, and I have them. And we just have to go in headphone mode because it just be too much going on. Um, yeah, like too, too, too much going on. Everybody have headphones except the dogs. If I could get the dogs some headphones, I would because they are so loud too. And I mean, yeah. So sound in the house. I couldn't imagine 
having like three kids in the house. Like if like just knowing the sound that I have with him and the, the sound level and the overload of sensories that I experienced with him. Like I can't even fathom having two, three, four, five kids. Some of those, some of those people out there, like I had a friend who had five kids and like living blissfully, like just pure bliss and we're just built different I had to accept because at first I was a little like I feel you know like I there was this was something I couldn't do like there was something wrong with me when really it was just like look this is this is it this is the capacity I have and you know that's what it's going to be but the to the five the moms of five and the parents of five my god how do you do it um I did, though. I did have a lady tell me one time, she was like, having one child is like having four. And I feel that on a molecular level, because it is like having four, because, you know, we take up all of his, all of his time. Like, he comes to us for everything. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, I mean, I'm just, more than anything, I think I'm glad that I've accepted it. Like, I know society has a long way to go before women are, you know, seen for anything but childbirth. But I just feel comfort in knowing that, you know, I made this decision on my own and I feel good about it. and. I'm okay with it. Like, I think that means the most to me. Um, Yeah. So I'm thankful for that, you know? Um, And sensory overload, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of misophonia, but I'm so thankful for my psychiatrist. Shout out to Dr. Dalthorpe. Um, Because, like, one day I went in... And I just told her, I was like, man, like sounds drive me up the wall. And she was like, what kind of sounds? And so I started sharing, you know, like ticking clocks, chewing gum, smacking gum, slurping, chewing ice, um, sniffling, clicking pins, the dryer, like any piece of clothing hitting the dryer. Like I I will wake up. The dryer is not in my room, but I will like wake up. It's just so anyways, during the day I wear headphones, but my partner, he'll do laundry at night because like I just can't function with the dryer. So anyways, I told her all of this and she was like, have you ever heard of misophonia? And I was like, no, tell me more. And she said her son actually has this condition called um, misophonia and It's basically like um, you go into fight or flight mode um, and anger trigger when you're triggered by these certain sounds. And um, it's like, it's in fact, I'm looking it up right now. The definition is a strong reaction to specific sounds uh, like dripping water. Like if a water is like leaking a faucet or, oh my God, just, Yeah. So she was like, so yeah, my son has it and he can't even eat at the kitchen table with us. 
I was like, no way. Like, that made me feel so good. Not that he suffers, but that I wasn't alone. She was like, yeah, Kelly Ripa has it too. And so I did some research and, man, I don't talk about, I don't like WebMD stuff. I, 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 that's a thing of the past for me, um, just because I don't need to know about more symptoms of anything with health anxiety. But um, just a real quick read on the definition, if you've never heard of it, um, it says people with misophonia are affected emotionally by common sounds, usually those made by others and usually ones that others, other people don't pay attention to. And it creates a fight or flight response that triggers anger. Um, <laughs> like it makes you crazy. <laughs> um, and stressing the usually those made by others. So my husband will be like, so why does your own smacking or chewing doesn't bother you? And it, I, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know. But it just, it doesn't. But yours make me want to like run in from, front of a moving car. It's like, that's, that's not a normal response to somebody chewing or smacking. So now you know what misophonia is and Kelly Ripa has it and my former doctor's son. And apparently a lot of people on Facebook and a lot of people on the spectrum. I don't know. But when I was like, when my son was a little um, baby, I couldn't take the sound of my son crying. Like, you want to talk about something that made you feel like crap? Um, I couldn't take the sound of his crying. And it was just, um, yeah, heartbreaking. But thankful for podcasts because I found this podcast and I don't have it right now to name, but she had a guest on and that person dealt with the same thing and it's actually more common than you think and yada yada so it's helped me with self-discovery I know that I am done <laughs> like I'm at sound capacity <laughs> um and like I could go a whole day without listening to like having the tv on and I can't sleep with the tv on um like if I schedule a massage in the notes, I'm going to put please no, what is that, analog clocks, not like no ticking clocks. Um, if I go in a doctor's office, I have to be like, hi, before I can hear what you're saying and actually like respond to you in English, I'm going to need us to put the um, clock outside of the room. Why can't everybody have digital clocks? The numbers are easy to see. I know you need the seconds, yada, yada. but Surely there's a digital clock with seconds. Anyways, it sounds like it's not a big deal, but it really is. Like it affects every part of my life, work, home, you know, who I hang with. <laughs> um, I have to wear headphones, bring them everywhere. Like if I'm in the grocery store, I'm walking around Walmart, walking around Target all the sounds that are happening, okay, but let somebody walk through one of the aisles and they're chewing and popping gum. Like, I have left the store. We have left movie theaters because of all the bags of chips opening, people popping gum. Like, it's the whole thing. Thankfully, I have a partner who is, like, believes it's a thing and, you know, we work together to accommodate. But, yeah, like, 
It's Wild, Misophonia. I'm sure there's a lot of other, like, celebrities with them, with it. Um, My favorite meme, I think I'm going to make that like a segment, like my favorite meme. Because, I mean, we all get through with memes. Like, we all get through life with memes. (laughs) And um, one of my favorites is, it's like all the people from the memes on like a school bus. And (laughs) it was something like, um, what's your dreams look like because of all the memes (laughs) that you watch? And it's like the cat from the judge, like where he's like, I'm not a cat. I know y'all remember that at the beginning of the pandemic. That shit was hilarious. And it's one of my favorite memes to date. But my favorite one this week were the people from the memes. It even had the cat on it. And um, it was (laughs) saying how (laughs) those uh, are the characters that you see in your dreams now because of the meme characters. Anyways. I think I'm going to make that a segment because memes are life. So, one and done parenting. I'm done having kids, y'all. I would if, I don't know, maybe not. Let me not say that. Um, But yeah, so I have a kid who is not only shown me about who he is, but also a lot about who I am. And what I mean by that is, Like, not only does he look like me, but like he's the same way with sounds. And I don't know. It's just been really eye opening. Like, you never know what is it going to be like when you when you have a kid. Um, He's also a selective eater, which I am, too. Um, I have something called safe foods. If it's a whole thing. If you look it up on TikTok, you'll see hashtag safe foods. But basically, it's where, you know, maybe you as a person or as a person on the spectrum, um, that does include ADHD, by the way, like have foods that bring you comfort because they're the same texture. They're the same uh, consistency and the same taste every time. You probably have some safe foods and didn't really know. I'm going to tell y'all some of my safe foods, okay? So oatmeal is one of them. Um, Oatmeal is definitely one of them. Like, I could eat, I have eaten oatmeal. There have been, like, periods of my life where I've had oatmeal every day for, like, you know, a year, two years straight. Like, no joke. Um, I love almonds, and, like, I just eat them Like, if I'm hungry because having ADHD, sometimes I forget to eat. Um, And, like, so when you feel, like, the headache coming on, like, huh, I got to eat. I'm almost at hangry. I just, like, go scarf down some almonds. Um, Another one is popcorn. And another one is mangoes. Like, I cannot get enough. So, yeah. That, like, it helps so much to have safe foods and safe food restaurants. So, like, I have a note in my phone where if I'm, like, getting to hangry status, it's like, okay, it's too hard to make a decision. Where am I going? You know, look at my list. 
these are the places that I can almost bet that the food is going to be somewhat consistent and, um, you know, I'm not trying to, trying anything new out in like a middle of a meltdown or a crisis. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so Safe Foods also are basically like I would say I eat like a grazer, like I graze. So like more than meals, I just have like a day of charcuterie board. I guess that's adult Lunchables basically, but I just kind of have that, I don't know, like just snacks. I like to snack. Are you a snacker or are you a meal person? Um, I'm definitely a snacker. So through grief and before anticipatory grief, which is when somebody is like, their health is declining or, you know, they're about to, you know, transition. Um, you experience grief too. It's just, they're still here, right? And so um, I was caregiving for my mom and it was in the middle of the pandemic and I had a son, you know, going to school and getting sick and I just like did not have anything left and what I mean by that is I couldn't even go on Netflix and choose a show and when I did I ended up just picking the same show like I was been like five minutes looking for a short norm damn well I'm just about to go to this show my safe shows my comfort shows and for the longest like for the past two three years it's been girlfriends <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure if Netflix went in and did, like, a wrapped version, like Spotify for their users, I would be the top viewer of Girlfriends. I would. I would totally be the top viewer. Okay. And then coming up after that would be My Wife and Kids. That's on Hulu. Um, And those basically got me through. Oh, and Atypical on Netflix. Like, that's my show. And... Yeah, they just kind of got me through. Um, I still watch them today. Uh, I've just kind of thrown other shows into the mix, like Abbott Elementary um, and Firefly Lane and some others. But this is not a podcast of me like reviewing shows, but maybe it could be. Maybe it could. If y'all tell me what shows y'all are into. That'll help me know if that's worth a segment. So adult meltdowns, comfort shows, safe foods, and one and done parenting. Like that's kind of a summary of my life. Oh, and add in sensory overload. I think the place that I feel the least alone is TikTok because it's not like this curated like feed. It's like you know, once the algorithms catch up with what you're liking and what you're commenting on um, and what you're viewing, like you start to see people with similar um, either challenges or interests. And me seeing like overstimulated and sensory overload videos on TikTok has just given me so much, I don't know, like, peace and sense of comfort 
So I am very thankful for that. And I think I've made a TikTok before about being overstimulated. Yes, I did. Actually, it's one where I'm dancing and I'm uh, my son is asking me questions and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know, son. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. It's weird being a content creator and creating just random content. Like I don't have a niche per se. I'm I just talk about my life, like parenting and, you know, basically not freelancing, but like owning a business and what that's like. And I just I don't know. I just kind of speak my mind. I mean, that's what we did on Facebook for so long. And now it's actually a thing called content creation. But um, yeah, it's kind of weird. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. The thing of it is, is that even when I take a break from it, I miss it. So that says that I enjoy it, right? So I should like keep doing it. So another indication of my tizzy, um, which is short for autism, if you didn't know, is um, I had this thing with textures, y'all. And I know the word, it's like tryptophobia or something like that. I won't look it up because I don't want to see any pictures. Like, it's awful. But like gourds, so like the pumpkins with the gourds. Oh my God. Y'all, you want to talk about skin crawling? So during the fall when they're out, because who, okay, first of all, who uses gourds? What do you do with them and why? Like, why can't you get a smooth pumpkin, smooth squash and call it a day? Like, why did these even have to start? They are awful and they're like painful to my eyes and my nervous system. <laughs> um, I had to go to a pumpkin patch field trip because it was my son's fa like first kindergarten field trip. And of course, the pumpkin patch was picked. OK, I immediately was like, I can't do this. My husband can take off work. I'm like, I can't let my son go on his first field trip. Like, without me, I don't want to miss it. Like, how am I going to get over a field of gourds? Like, your, wor like your worst nightmare. <laughs> you just, like, go. Like, if you're afraid of clowns and somebody wants to invite you to, like, this circus with all these clowns or this fair. Like, that's torturing. But I went anyway. I went anyway. And... Besides getting chased by bees when we pulled out our lunch, um, I felt like not brave. Like these little kids were so brave with the bees. I'm running through the pasture because I'm afraid of bees and afraid of the gourds. It was a whole thing. Uh, it was a whole thing. But I can say that I don't want to go again. Like, you know, son, that I supported you but we need to pick another October type of field trip I'm just saying um but yeah that texture thing tryptophobia is really a thing actually you know what I follow I think she's called the mom trotter she's one of um she's a content creator that travels in their RV with their fifth wheel her husband and her son and there was just like this pizza ad or uh, they ordered a pizza or something like that. And she posted a picture of it and she was like, oh, my gosh, this is triggering my tryptophobia um, or tribe. However you say it, I refuse to Google this, y'all. Sorry. 
but it's something like that. And I felt, again, comforted that I wasn't alone because it's not something you talk about. And I won't dare talk about it on social because I do not want anybody tagging me like, for real, I will block y'all. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but yeah, like, so if you can look at the underlying thing there, it's like, sensory overload like overloading the eyes overloading like you know sight and 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 hearing um that's why I've accepted and it, it it's not oh another label no it's this helps me to understand my brain and why I have these you know these things that like most people don't and it you know doesn't bother them um yeah. So anyways, I'm just like sharing my human experience and these are big things in my daily life, believe it or not. And my son has helped me to understand even more about that. But I'm still one and done. Like he's going to teach me all that there is that I need to know. Um it's definitely different as a as a neurodivergent black woman in that, um, and I was diagnosed with ADHD back in 2015. So I've known that for a while, but I think I've not really, I don't know, like watched how it showed up in my life besides just not being able to focus. You know what I mean? Like everybody's attention span is like three seconds now, thanks to social media. But I didn't really know the other ways in which like it really presented itself and caused like hurdles in my life um, until TikTok. So I'm really thankful for that Um, because when we know what it is that we experience and deal with, like we can, you know, modify our life however we need to. Um, And I, I mean, I, I think I have a pretty busy schedule. Like I'm not like running around talking about I'm busy, but, you know, I have a pretty consistent schedule. And, you know, without knowing those things, that can be kind of hard. So I have to really plan and really, you know, compartmentalize things <laughs> in my life. Um, so, yeah, comfort shows, safe foods, one and done parenting. I'm enjoying this solo podcast. I don't know about you, but I am enjoying it. Um, this It's been fun talking about all of these things. And I know that I'm in good company because TikTok said so. <laughs> I see all of the people and it's so comforting. Um, but yeah, I, my heart goes out to anybody who is receiving any type of shade from people. If you decided to be a one and done parent or childless or whatever you do, um, cause people have something to say about everything. If you got five kids, oh, she can't stop getting pregnant. Although I love Kiki Wyatt. She could sing. That's a lot of kids. Like that's a lot of kids, Kiki. Um, but yeah, I mean, still no judgment, but I can say that that's a lot of kids. <laughs> like, how do you not have a nanny? Jeez. Um, and I'm convinced that also 
there was a lot of my life, like several years, where I experienced a lot of depression and anxiety. And I'm pretty sure it was the tizzy. I'm pretty sure it was autism. Now looking back, like the meltdowns, the I just feel like, yeah, we just don't know what it looks like. And Black women, we're now starting to know what it looks like from Black women, from Black women's mouth themselves um, as they share their experience on TikTok and things like that. And that's been helpful for me because, you know, we thought it was just a little white boy showing out in the store or like having a tantrum in the store when that's not the representation of what it's like. You know, I remember when Morgan, Morgan Harper Nichols came out and cause it is like coming out, um, who is a poet and an author and a digital creator on Insta and all of the, she's on all the platforms, but, um, she's a black woman and she came out about autism and started to share her story about it. And like, it was really helpful to see, um, that, you know, it was really helpful to see that it really is a spectrum and there is no look, there's no color. Um, it's in every culture, you know? So I don't know. I think people are surprised when they hear that I am or share that I am. Um, but don't be surprised. <laughs> and, it's more than just like quirkiness, by the way, you know. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts about safe foods and safe shows because I'm always looking for new comfort shows, you know. Um, feel free to connect with me on TikTok and Facebook or Instagram or and Instagram. And I am at Rachelle Leanne on all platforms. I actually changed the name. It was my last name, but I changed it, the name of the podcast to Rachel Leanne. Thoughts about that with Rachel Leanne because I wanted to separate it like from my personal business, uh, from my, like my business, uh, consulting business. But also I feel like middle names don't get any street cred. Like some people, if they have middle names, then it's like, they get called by that, like if they're like a junior or something like that. But my middle name has never been used for anything. <laughs> so I wanted to give my middle name a space to be used and separated from the other brand. And so here we have it, Rachelle Leanne. I know I don't look like a Leanne, um, but I, I'm embracing my name. And yeah, I'm embracing my name. <laughs> Um, well, thanks for hanging out with me today. I really enjoyed my first solo. I think I'm going to do another one. What do you think? And be sure to follow me and see my videos that I make. I am often reminded that not everybody has the same humor <laughs> because when I think something is super funny and I make like a TikTok about it and like people don't laugh. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like I thought that was. <laughs> so anyways, like if you find it funny, just interact. <laughs> because... Um, anyways, 
the two people that said that they thought my Beyonce like sound sound that I did in um from her performance in Dubai where she's like singing. <laughs> I did one of those. And to the two people who commented, thank you, because I thought it was hilarious. And I got my kicks out of it. So anyways, we got to do what makes make us happy. And creating content makes me happy. And podcasting makes me happy. And my safe shows make me happy. So I hope you're doing what makes you happy today. And... I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for hanging out. Thoughts about that was brought to you by the Possibilities Podcast Platform. 